Welcome to the Detail Nation podcast, your source for all things detailing, featuring experts and guests from all across the world. We're glad that you're here. All right, Luke, what's up, man? Not much, man. We're out here hanging out at the MTE Expo in Orlando, Florida. This is day three. The show ends today. Been a great time out here. I know we've met lots of people. I think we're all excited to, you know, kind of wrap this thing up and get back home and, and get to work and, and take advantage of these connections that we've made. I'll tell you what, man, this is my first expo in a long time, and they definitely pulled out all the stops, man. A lot of great food, a lot of great people. But even more, all these businesses, just learning about all their challenges has been pretty good. Absolutely. Definitely learned a lot. What, what's the biggest thing you learned? Man, I think I've just really learned the power of networking and proximity. It's something that I've been familiar with for a while, but shows like this really remind you of how effective it is to get in person and to shake hands and see faces. You know, in today's world where Zoom and, you know, remote work and everything like that, Definitely an advantage so that we can do business across the world, but there's something about that personal connection, seeing that face of maybe the person you've talked to for a while, and just the energy in this place, man. Like it's it's infectious. It gets you pumped up. You see everybody working. You know, you know that uh, you know when you're back home in your office and you're doing your thing, you don't think about all the other people that are out there, you know, hustling hard for their families and growing their company. And to have all that here in one place. Definitely energetic, super exciting. Again, just to get these, to meet these people, make some new friends, and ultimately just have fun out here while we're doing it too. Definitely, a lot of familiar faces out here. Oh, for sure, for who, sure. Who was the biggest guy that you wanted to see the most? Oh man, that's a hard one. I know for us, you know, even at MTE, they have the education day where there's a lot of classes going on. We were able to kind of set up a little bit of a podcast booth and talk to some of our clients at Vexa, talk to each other. And things like that. I think, you know, coming out here for us, really just getting to connect more with our clients and then especially our vendors that we do a lot of business with. We have so much appreciation for those guys getting to come out and just show that, shake their hands, especially, you know, tell them how much they mean to us and just hang out and get to kind of build that bond. I would definitely say, you know, our clients and, and the vendors that we work with. That's awesome. Make any business deals this trip? Oh, yeah. There's, there's, We'll keep it on the down low, but there's some things, you know, we're, we're excited to get back and uh, implement and definitely, you know, carry, carry this forward. Nice. So what's the future after something like this? We go back to the office, we take everything we learn, we make a few phone calls, do a couple emails, look at those customers again from a 30,000 foot view from a show like this. What yeah. are some next steps? Yes. Great question. Great question. I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people may struggle with this. And myself is saying this is, you know, I don't know, maybe Expo number 50 that I've been to, not specifically in the detailing space, but I've been to a lot of entrepreneur conferences or business conferences and things of that nature. And I myself have been guilty of going around and and getting caught up in the excitement and the energy of the show, like we've mentioned, but not organizing what to do next. You know, you spent the money to come out here. Obviously it costs money to fly here. It costs money to stay at the hotel. The expo itself costs money. You're, you're putting, you know, I don't even like that word necessarily, maybe cost money, but rather you're investing to be out here. So you want to maximize your investment. That's why we talk about meeting people and then having a plan, but certainly going back home, I would say even maybe on the flight while it's fresh, because the more time that lapses from when you've had this conversation or that conversation, easy to forget maybe the specifics or the details, you know, maybe who was who, that sort of thing. So while you're on the flight going home or in the hotel room tonight, jot those things down. At least even if there's a long list, 
hit those top three so that you do something that are most going to move the needle when you get back home that you can make this an investment that really paid off and was worthwhile. That's great. Well, in those investments, in those implementing implementing those processes that you may have learned here, what are the what's the biggest one that your average detailer can go back to a shop, take a look at his business from everything he learned from the expo? What's the number one thing that he can do to make the biggest impact? The second he gets home. Definitely, definitely. I think, you know, when, when they get home, really looking at what is kind of their bottleneck or what is their biggest problem in their business and identifying that first and seeing how the things that they learned would apply to that. And again, it, it's almost you want to have that preparation coming to something like this, knowing, you know, you want to shake a lot of hands, you want to be a lot of people, but knowing maybe specific vendors. Like for us, we look at the vendor list prior to coming to this and looking at the floor plan and having a game plan of, you know, we want to talk to this person, that person, that person. Of course, we want to meet a lot of people in general, but we know our personal problems, problems, you know, in the business that we want to solve or get more clarity on. We know who here can help with us, uh, help us with that. So for these detailers, the number one thing for them, I think, is, you know, identifying that same problem, which should be kind of more evidence, you know, maybe what's hindering your growth, what's the bottleneck, is it hiring employees, is it your margins and, you know, your profits are down a little bit, um, you may not know your numbers. There's a lot of things here that we see with some of these vendors that are selling products, that are selling services, they can really uh, help scale your business from the sense of, you know, maybe helping you even get cheaper products uh, to where now, if you were, you know, spending $300 on a bottle of a coating, you're able to connect with somebody out here, get a good deal, $200 a bottle, you just added $100 of revenue to that job. You times that out 100 over, you know, the jobs you do this year, make more money. So I think the, the answer to your question is, it does depend a little bit on their situation. But again, it's all about taking action. It's writing, I think it's writing it down and having it clear of what to do. Because one of my favorite sayings is, uh, you know, if you, if you fail to plan, then you can plan to fail. And I think that's very, very appropriate here where if there's no plan going back, this is just going to be a, um, a fun weekend, you know, that has a little bit of memories, but maybe didn't necessarily move the needle overall. That's great. That's great. Now we were talking to Logan earlier, right? Logan's yeah. definitely a guy that's part of the crew. Yeah. We help him out a lot. Uh, what, what, what do you think with all the discussions with him was your biggest takeaway from Logan? Yeah, Logan's a great guy. And, and for you, those of you watching, Logan owns Sigma Core. They have three locations at the time, you know, that we're filming this and things like that. And they're rapidly growing. Logan, I love getting around him. And, and for us, you know, we're in the marketing space, the sales space. We, we're behind computers. We're doing the tech, things like that. Connecting with somebody like Logan, who's in the day-to-day, -day, the operations, you know, running teams, running those systems, processes, and checklists on vehicles, doing the paint correction, ceramic coating, very powerful to kind of see it come full circle and learn from him the challenges that the, you know, the detailers or the operators are facing in their actual business and how maybe we can help with that or how we can just get a better understanding from that to be able to provide more value and facilitate maybe that same knowledge because somebody like him, you know, he's an expert in this industry in what he's built. And a lot of these guys that are here, you know, would, would love to be to that level and have three shops and growing and almost, you know, essentially a franchisable model. And so us getting around him and learning, I think it makes us more valuable because, you know, we're able to have that, again, that proximity with some of these people, absorb the knowledge and then be able to relay some of that. But at the same time, these trade shows, they're networking events. If we encounter somebody that, you know, hey, how do I open my second location? How do I open my third location? They're struggling. 
because we've made the connection with somebody like Logan, we can easily make that introduction and he can speak with them directly and provide that value. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great community. It's a fun time, stuff like this, where, you know, you, you make these circles of, of ultimately value where everybody's here to make each other better. It's fun being out here because there are, you know, competing coding companies, competing vendors in their respective spaces. But at the end of the day, everybody's trying to help, you know, the detailer, the shop owner, um, a lot of B2B, each other that ultimately lifts the industry up and just makes everyone better. Yeah. Logan would often talk about these single guy detail shops and they're just trying to reach for that extra business. They can't get past a certain point in terms of revenue and they want to hire that next guy. They want to expand their operations. What was, the, what was the biggest thing Logan always gave advice on when it comes to reaching that next level? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think what what Logan would tell you is really having you know your house in order. And so to be able to scale really comes down to systems and processes. So having a documented process of you know when the customer drops off their car, we check A, B, C, D. Then we verbally say this script. Once you know that's done, we bring the car in. We make sure that then you know. Um, a, B, C, D, E, F, G again is completed before we start actually touching the vehicle and, and things like that. So very structured to where, you know, when you think of systems and processes, you want it to where we could grab somebody that maybe doesn't even speak the detailing language or no, grab them somebody off the street, plug them in, give them a piece of paper for lack of a better term, and then be able to perform the task. And I was even chatting with him a little bit this morning. He was talking about in their shop to make it easier when they do, let's say their multi-stage paint corrections, um, you know, I, I don't know the lingo specifically, but he was talking about, you know, hey, for the, the step one in the process, you use the blue pad. So using like things like color coordination or organizing, you know, in your shop by bins or racks, whatever that looks like, it's easy to know, okay, big thing on the wall says, you know, when we do a multi-stage correction, step one is the blue pad, step two is the yellow pad, and step three is the red, and then we apply this. And so, again, you know, uh, a fifth grader could come in and see, oh, blue, you know, yellow, green, or whatever colors I just said, to be able to complete that task and carry that out. So for the person to your question that is looking to really scale, I think it's packaging your business up in SOPs, so standard operating procedures, systems and processes, so that it's ready to scale. Because one of my favorite, I guess, sayings, or the way that I look at things is, and again, I say this lightly, but scaling is, is not difficult. It's getting the systems and processes super dialed in, super organized, so that when you know you have, let's say, a marketing agency or somebody like us who can help bring the leads in and start, I, I call it the flywheel of you know get things spinning, get the opportunities coming. As those close, we have a system to hire somebody. We have a system to bring this person on. We have a system for that. That you should you should not run into that ceiling as difficult. So that's what I would say. Definitely systems and processes. You know, if you're busting at the seams where you're running around, you know, with your head cut off, you don't have time. That's where I think it's very crucial to have. You know what a sales call should look like so that you know maybe your friend or your significant other can step in and help with that or um, at least be able to start delegating that's where you really start to grow the business is when somebody can take on you know one of the hats of the, the 30 different hats you're currently wearing as a single operator now let's talk about some of those hats right because to be oh, yeah. a business owner in today's day and age especially with everybody online obviously you got guys like us that can do your digital marketing that can get those customers in funnel to your website and convert for an appointment or a phone call, right? But there's other things, yeah. right? You gotta be the supplier order, right? Oh, yeah. Now you gotta supply the entire shop with everything yeah. that you need. 
But the one I wanted to hit on today was the, the person actually doing the sales and talking to the customers. Yes. Why don't you touch a little bit on how difficult that is for some of these guys that also do the detailing and run the business and have to book the appointments? Yeah, absolutely. Sales, you know, in and of itself is is the engine of the business, as we call it. And if you if you don't have sales, you don't have a business. You'll go out of business if you no longer sell, you know, from now until whatever your cash reserves are, so to speak. So very, very important that you have a good, you know, sales uh, person, that you're ed- somewhat educated in sales, have a sales process so that can grow. But, you know, to your point, it's a complicated uh, subject. You're dealing with people, you know, you're, you're playing that relationship game a little bit. And being genuine is definitely going to help in the sales process itself. And I think you have to be genuine today. We're in a world where you can't pull the uh, maybe old school tactics of sales where, you somehow, you know, trick them into this bait yeah. and switch or whatever. That doesn't work Smoke in today's mirrors. Yeah, exactly. You know, that doesn't work in today's world. Um, but with sales, the thing is, you know, one of the things I kind of want to mainly hit on with that is timing and follow up because you have to keep in mind, um, you know, let's back up a minute, I guess. So when, when you're the solo operator, you're working on a car and we get it. You guys, you know, you're busy. We see this all the time. You're working on a car. Uh, you have phones in your back pocket, maybe you don't hear it over the buffer. You have a missed call, uh, but but it's so crucial that you take time to look at those because what we've seen when this is done ineffectively is you get several calls through the day. You're working on a vehicle, so you don't answer those people until that evening. And now what's happened is, let's say Johnny called you at 10 a.m. You don't get back to Johnny till 6 p.m. Well, in Johnny's eyes, unless you know he's already super committed to you, he's thinking about a ceramic. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about that. He calls you, you don't answer. Now he's calling your competitor or he's looking around like, hey, who else can do this? Or, you know, and, and this is where I, I like to talk about timing a lot. And it's critical to try to follow up quickly. And, and realistically, you know, from us as a, a marketing partner, there's systems we can put in. It's maybe an automated text that looks humanistic or at least tells them, hey, we're working on a car. We'll be in touch with you ASAP. And then, of course, you guys, you know, when you have the break, call the person. But the issue is. If an ad or if something is running that's educating the customer or they see your marketing, you're creating that market share and you're creating that prospect, but they're not committed. And this is where if you don't nurture that relationship, they're going to go find somebody else. You know, this may be, this may not be the best analogy. I don't know why this is what popped into my head, but, you know, take dating, for example. And I think dating really relates similarly to sales. If you're talking to a significant other or somebody that you're interested in, if, if you leave them hanging or you guys don't go on enough dates or you ignore their calls, they're going to go find another you know prospect for lack of a better terms. And it's no different of the sales prospect looking to you know do a deal with you. They're going to go maybe look at a, a potential competitor and, and you might lose the business. And so sales, absolutely important that you find time, you stay in touch with these people and that you follow up. A lot of people also get... Um, down or, or maybe deferred from, oh, well, I called and they didn't answer, you know, and, and so we, uh, you know, they move on. Exactly, exactly. And that's not the case. A lot of times, you know, we even see it in our, our own life. Any of you guys out there think about anything you've bought or any maybe service that you've inquired about. Somebody, my phone goes off all day and I don't answer that because I'm on calls or I'm doing, or I'm on, you know, like Zoom calls or on the computer. But I am going to get to those people, especially if it's important. And the people that really know it's important email me or Slack me or whatever. My point is, is like you want to make sure to chat with those people and that they feel, you know, cared for and looked after and that you do follow up because, again, they may have just been busy. The person trying to reach me, 
for example, if they call again tomorrow, then they call again tomorrow night, and they call again the next day morning, I'm be like, okay, what is this? Like somebody's trying to get a hold of me. It's that consistency, and it's that uh, you know, even not being afraid of rejection. That's one thing that's that's big that I think you know we could talk a lot on here, and I'll wrap this up so we won't talk on this subject forever. But getting over that fear of rejection, or just you know, somebody, hey, somebody didn't answer their phone, no big deal, call me again, text them again. They, you got to remember, if they're a lead, they've inquired about your service, that they showed interest, that you should not feel necessarily uh, scammy by reaching out to them to get a hold of something that they gave you permission to, uh, you know, um, talk to them about. Absolutely, a lot of them just need a little bit of a push in the right direction. For sure, right? For maybe, sure. Uh, maybe let's look at it from a clientele side, right? Uh, so we obviously see all the Lamborghinis and the Ferraris and yeah. the G-Wagons come in to the shop, right? Those are the those are the normal type of clientele because they have an asset on their hands mm-hmm. in a vehicle that they love. They want to take care of it with ceramic coatings or PPF, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Those guys are not going to call you. They're very busy because they're probably successful, exactly. which means you have to reach out to them probably more than once, exactly. more than twice, probably yep. a handful of times. So You're let's talk right. about that real quick. Again, to use your scenario, I'm the solo operator. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the detail, phone in my back pocket. I get the lead, right? What is maybe some technology that a business operator can rely on uh, that kind of efficiently helps take care of some of that slack yeah. in yeah. terms of workflows or AI, which is a very hot subject right now? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, with technology and how fast it's advancing and you know right now chat gpt is becoming popular just amongst um you know do you use it by the way i do i do i've used it some it's you know that's a whole different conversation on functionality but it's it's very impressive and you know when it comes to harnessing this this capability and and channeling it in a manner that is productive and effective and you know can increase reduce labor time or reduce involvement you're talking about exponential gain and profit margin or potential to scale and you know, let's say, yeah, somebody reaches out with a Lambo or a Mercedes, whatever, that's, that's definitely your ideal avatar. You want to make sure you, you know, roll out the red carpet, not even when they show up, but before all that starts. And again, that's ideally trying to always be able to answer your phone. There's ways, if you are the solo operator, we understand you may not be able to answer that. But there's there's systems even like Grasshopper out there that, you know, if somebody calls, will ring your phone. And if you don't answer, Maybe you have a friend that you're like, hey, you know, if for some reason I can't ever answer the phone, can you help me at least take the information and then I'll call them back. It still looks better that somebody answered the phone. Hey, Jacob, yeah, um, you know, Luke's working on a car right now. I'll let him know you called. He'll get back to you ASAP. At least that helps a little bit. Now, again, that still uses manpower and you might have to pay somebody to step into that role. Uh, they're obviously going to be one of want to be compensated for their time typically or it's not scalable if it's your mom you know helping you or answer the phones or whatever but this is where you know especially some of the systems that we bring in that provide automated text messaging or emailing and when i say automated i don't mean the and of course we have stuff like this too but i don't mean the like thanks for your inquiry we'll be in touch with you soon with you soon that is at least better than nothing keep in mind that it acknowledges hey we've received your information we got you you know there wasn't like your information is not lost yeah. in, in space sort Some of thing. Kind of automatic responder that says your lead has been received. Exactly, exactly. And and honestly, you know, something like that alone, you see like doctor's offices or you see kind of maybe more of these white collar industries have something like that. Yeah. The perception of your business, especially when you're working with that higher end avatar, that customer, you want to portray professionalism and quality and having that text message alone 
helps increase that perception. But this is where it can get fun. You know, in today's world, a lot of the AI stuff, like you mentioned, has the capability to very much carry on conversations almost with people and look like a human. So, for example, we have ways that, you know, we've done all the coding and the fancy stuff on the back end to make it user friendly on the front end, but where you inquire, maybe it asks you a little bit of information about your vehicle or what you know about coatings, and based on how you respond, it's going to interact with you like that. It's kind of like a chatbot. Some people are more familiar with chatbots and things like that, but it's actually in text. So it's it's very responsive to what they're saying. Again, it looks like a human. And for you as the shop owner, it really cuts down your time, maybe on the education or the pre-qualification, because let's say that somebody comes in inquiring about ceramic coating PPF, they don't know necessarily what it is. They, they, they might have bought a brand new Audi, brand new Mercedes. They're, they're a perfect candidate for it. They just need a little bit more education. Instead of you spending 30 minutes on the phone to do that, this text messaging system can talk to them, ask them about their level of awareness, and then send them the appropriate resources where they can self-educate a little bit. Maybe it's a YouTube video, and, and that's a whole other topic too that we can talk about a little bit of content, media that the business itself has. Uh, you know, as, as educational resources, but sending those out, helping, you know, letting the AI do its thing, the automations do its thing to where you still want to have that human element and you want to take over. And, and that's one of those pieces where in a perfect setting, pre-qualifies the people, you get on the phone, you kind of know what they're looking for. You build more rapport, trust and close the deal. What you don't want to do is expect the person with the new Mercedes that doesn't know a whole lot to come in and book themselves, you know, next week on your calendar. Sure, as a business owner, that would be amazing. We would all love that for our customers to book themselves, make their payments, things like that. But it's not realistic. People want that human interaction. They want to talk to somebody. And so using the AI and the human together really provides the best customer experience and also provides the best outcome from the sales team. That's awesome. Well, Luke, I really appreciate this time. Definitely. MTE 2023, Orlando, Florida. Appreciate you uh, stopping by to answer questions. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Jacob, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the Detail Nation podcast. Be sure to join our Detail Nation Facebook group, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest tactics and strategies for growing your detailing business. We'll see you on the next show.